1: Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I'm not trying to tempt fate or anything of that sort. Trust me on this. But I did take a, uh, a United flight from Virginia to Florida to check up on a family member. And I will be taking one back Wednesday, back to Virginia. And I had all the appropriate social distancing clothing, a mask, hand sanitizer. I didn't put the gloves on, but of course I didn't touch anything. Wiped down everything in front of me, never pulled the tray down. And United was extremely professional, very careful. They really clean up these planes. The flight attendants were terrific. So I just want you to know what's going on out there. You walk through these airports, it's shocking how empty they are. Uh, The rental car companies, not so much. Uh, Three rental car companies got together, Alamo, Enterprise, and National. They shut down the National Enterprise uh, offices. Okay, that's fine. And they had one guy at the counter, one guy washing cars, and one guy bringing them up. So the flight took a little over two hours. Getting the car took about 50 minutes. But look, it's the way it goes. People are working very, very hard. And these businesses are not making any money, and they're holding on really, by the tips of their fingertips, and uh, it's a terrible thing to see what's happening to them, not uh, terrible, but uh, I can tell you probably the cleanest place on earth right now is a commercial airline, Just my, I'm just my own observation. Again, I'm not tempting fate. You know, I have heart disease and had a heart attack and have stents, and had night angioplasties and on and on and on. So I'm not looking for trouble. But I have to do things. It's just the way it is. Now, I am always socialist distancing. And what I mean by that is the left is very dangerous to this country. And I watched much of the president's press event today about testing. And what's amazing here, and the president has made this point, is that in 60 days, our nation has gone from having defective tests put out by the CDC to the most advanced testing on the face of the earth, massive testing that is increasingly available in every corner of the country, different companies with different tests, not one better than the other, but each Trying to come up with the best solution they can, not even competing with each other because they're not making a lot of money off this stuff. Most of them are being donated. The labs in our country—it's one thing to have a test, but uh, unless the devices themselves can can give you the result, the labs in our countries have to look at in our country have to review them as well. But just think about how far we've come in sixty days, and this was the president's point. We're literally testing now, and will be millions and millions of people and during the question and answer session the people in the you know bubblegum chairs in the spitball chairs were absolutely unimpressed because they've never accomplished anything they've never achieved anything these are relatively young people who are given white house press credentials because their their media bosses put them out on the front lines they're not seasoned reporters and many of them are just ideologues. And I posted on there. I said, "This is—it's predictably the questions boring and immature. That's who these people are. They're ideologically driven." One in particular appeared to be an Asian American. American. She asked the president a question. I paraphrase about uh, you know testing. You're testing here and so forth and so on are are, are you competing against the rest of the world you keep saying our tests we're testing more people than the rest of the world i would tell the young lady it's called context it's called being proud of what you've accomplished as a nation and as a leader of a nation but she clearly wouldn't know that and the president said about the deaths going on in the world don't blame me why don't you ask that question of china you'll get a quite different answer from them And she said, even though two thirds of her face was covered, she later would pull down her mask for drama so everyone would see. Why are you asking me to ask China? Is there a particular reason you're asking me? Trying to create a racist moment where no racist moment existed, but we could all see what a fraud she was and is. And she's there often. She's extremely hostile to the president. She doesn't really answer questions, she makes allegations. And of course she's not alone. The President of the United States. Why aren't. Why, why, why are you testing. And, and all these other people can test multiple times a day. But a test isn't available for every American. Every time of the day. I can answer that question if they like. Because he's President of the United States. He runs one branch of our government. He's the most powerful man on the face of the earth. We only have one. So the people around him need to be tested. Multiple times a day. And yet. From this same gaggle of pretend journalists, frauds. Well, obviously, you don't have this really buckled down because one young lady in the vice president's office, I mean, she eventually tested positive And now you have these other people self-quarantining. And doesn't that show you really don't have this figured out? And doesn't that show the American people should be very concerned about working? And doesn't what kind, of, what kind of reporter is this? We get no news from these people. But it's a big deal. We can feel good about ourselves. In 60 days' time, we've gone from really no effective tests to the most advanced testing on the face of the earth and testing more people than any other country on the face of the earth, even on a per capita basis. This is a positive thing, but you cannot have a positive thing. They talk about the deaths and the death rates when it comes to the President of the United States. Cuomo and Newsom and Murphy and the nitwit in Michigan and the rest of them, why don't you ask them those questions? They make the decisions on the front lines. They insist on making the decisions on the front lines, shutting the economy, open the economy, what's open, what's shut, shoving corona-positive patients into nursing homes and assisted living homes. Those were all decisions by Governors, and in many cases, left-wing Democrat governors. Well, I answered the question, didn't I? That's why they're not going to ask. Instead, it's Trump's fault? How idiotic. And I watched the way they talk to him, the way they treat him, and, and, and then, of course, the media, the same media that says, why can't we have unity in this country? Why can't we have unity in this country? Because of you in the media. You'll never unite around this president. You'll never re- unite around his administration. You're out to destroy him. Utterly and completely. You don't treat the communist Chinese regime this way, which started all this, which is ultimately responsible for all this, that they're mass murders. That's what they are. Mass killers. But you treat the president of the United States Far worse than you'd ever even think about treating Xi, a genocidal maniac head of the communist regime in China. It's really quite appalling. But I listen to the news, for instance, Nancy Pelosi, and we covered this on Life, Liberty, and Levin last evening. I hope you watched it, or hope you DVR'd it, I hope you check it out. With Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the House, Nancy Pelosi is writing all legislation in her office, with input only from her ideological lieutenants. That's it. My member of Congress isn't participating. Your member of Congress probably isn't participating. They have no say. And so she's going to bring them back. Her number two, Stumpy Hoyer, says members should be prepared to come back. Why? To vote for Nancy Pelosi's legislation that never went through any committees, never went through any vetting. And here's the kicker. This is not a representative House of Representatives because you and I have no say in anything. We don't even know what's going on. And neither do 99% of the other members. But the Democrats will vote in lockstep, even the frauds who pretend they're moderates when they want your vote. The Republicans have no idea what's going on because McCarthy told me they, they don't consult with them. They have no idea. This isn't a representative House And so she's bringing them back on Friday to vote on her three-quarters of a trillion-dollar bill that she wrote. Loaded with left-wing Democrat kookisms to change the country fundamentally and permanently. And the way the reporter reported it on the network news that I have to listen to, that the uh, House could vote on Friday... And they be members would be coming back to vote on Friday, and she says that. Uh, and the reason they're not meeting is because the doctor for the House of Representatives strongly recommended against, you know, having uh, having meetings in the House. Well, who appoints the doctor in the House of Representatives? Of course, the doctor ultimately reports to Nancy Pelosi. But of course, they can meet. Even fa- in fact, Kevin McCarthy put out a whole plan for this. They sit six feet apart. They wear masks. They have gloves, you have subcommittees that meet at various times and so forth. There's a whole way this can be done. So the whole nation is creative, innovative, from our grocery stores to our truckers, to our doctors and our nurses, and everything in between and around. But the House of Representatives can't figure it out. The Senate can figure it out, but the House can't. And the reporter covered that, she said, because there's more members in the House, This is really appalling. What Nancy Pelosi is doing is fundamentally unconstitutional. And the media don't raise a ruckus. Instead, the media celebrate her. Isn't she brilliant? Isn't she running circles around this one? We've never seen anybody like her. She's unbelievable. She's the second coming of Joe Biden. We've never seen anybody this sharp. Now, on Hannity on Thursday... I pointed out, as I did on the radio program, that documents that were released, one in particular, about Barack Melhouse Benito Obama and his comments after a meeting on January 5th in the Oval Office where he pulls aside the FBI director, among others, wants to talk to them afterwards and he tells them keep the information away from, basically, we have to think about how we handle this, but he means keep the information away from uh, Flynn. And I think he was giving a directive to go after Flynn. And I pointed this out on Hannity, and I called that document Obama's Blue Dress. And I said, this demonstrates once and for all that Obama knew what was going on, and in fact Obama, in many respects, was orchestrating what was going on. Now, I've been saying this for years, but I wanted to put a fine point on it, given the size of Sean's cable audience. And as you can tell, it's been picked up, really, by successive broadcasters on radio and TV since, about collusion, Obama colluded, on and on, on, or Obama uh, had to know, or Obama was involved. In this business, it just takes some guts to tell the truth, and the rest will follow. I'm I'm just pointing it out. But if you've listened to this radio show... You know this already because on March 2nd, 2017, I said so. We pulled all together these exhibits. Do you remember that, Mr. Producer? Of course you do. And on March 5th, I was invited on Fox and Friends, I believe it was Sunday, where I went through it again. I said, Obama had to know. And I put together as best I could, based on leaks, which were apparently from the FBI and the intelligence services to the media. And I pulled them together, just eight or nine examples. When we come back, I want you to listen to this, not because it's me, but I want to see how close I came and how close we came together on this program. And we'll play it. It's not that long on Fox and Friends. I haven't listened to this in a long time since I played it, what, some time ago for you folks? But let's see how close we came. I'll be right back. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature, right in your own home, on demand and absolutely free of charge. Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinfrahillsdale.com, L E V I N hillsdalecom So Nancy Pelosi is, as I've said, fascistic. The media are uh, collectively Walter Durante types, that is, they are propagandists for tyranny. I mean, there's two examples over the weekend with Chuck Todd. We'll get involved with him in a minute in NBC. And there's another one, I believe, with CBS, where they specifically, specifically edited the video for two different cabinet members, Attorney General Barr and Secretary of State Pompeo. To have them say what they didn't say when taken out of context. And then they have people comment on it. And the president said Chuck Todd should be fired. Chuck Todd should be fired. Chuck Todd has not apologized. And yet he is an embarrassment to his family. To NBC. To meet the press. And his now non-existent profession. And he's not alone. There's a long list of conga line frauds. Brian Stelter is a perfect example. I think Brian Stelter is still mentally, how can I put this, affected by the fact he was kicked around in the playground like a soccer ball. So he views this as his opportunity to get back at people, I guess. A deep psychoanalytical issue there with uh, with Mr. Stelter, or just psycho would be good enough. But all of them, really. The way these reporters conduct themselves today and virtually every day when it comes to this president, they're like loud, ignorant, obnoxious, egomaniacal, know-nothing liberals that I went to college with and went to law school with. Truly stupid, moronic people. And that's what they remind me of. And there they are. You don't have any real good veteran reporters anymore covering the White House. You have immature, know-nothing leftists. What I call kamikaze, kamikaze reporters sent in there by their corporate bosses to effectively... But not literally throw the tables over. They're disrespectful of the office of the president. They're disrespectful of the president of the United States, which is why we hate their guts, which is why they are the enemy of the people. All right, when I come back, let's see how close I came to calling out Obama and this scandal. We'll be right back. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand and absolutely free of charge, Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levin for levin 4 Mark
1: Mike Levin, speaking to the four out of the five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811.
0: Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew McCabe headed a uh, effort to... Remove the president of the United States as deputy director of the FBI. And of course, he wasn't the only one, but the infamous 25th Amendment, where he meets with Rod Rosenstein, and they're both talking about how can they get enough cabinet members to turn on the president? And we put together a little montage of Levin TV on this that the president tweeted out. Was it yesterday or the day before? One of those, over the weekend. And so you'll hear McCabe, which is from February 2019, and then you'll hear different pieces put together over the course of a two or three year period where i'm talking about these events go ahead discussion of the 25th amendment was was simply how many other cabinet officials might support such an effort something remarkable happened the former deputy director of the fbi andrew mccabe confessed to helping lead a coup d'etat against the president of the united states
2: this is a silent coup Where did the president get this latest conspiracy theory from? This is about the Obama administration's spying. White House officials say that the president's sources were various conservative outlets, most prominently perhaps radio host Mark Levin. The evidence is overwhelming. Exhibit one.
0: Wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. Three months ago, I talked about the police state tactics of the Obama administration. And that now is a fact. And forget about Russia. Watergate as applies to what the Obama administration did. I'm telling you, this is the scandal of the century. So it's nice to see now that we're radio hosts who are concerned about this. Where the hell were they in March? Wiretaps. Oh my God, Trump must be colluding with the Russians. And I say, look at this domestic surveillance of the campaign by an administration cannot tell me that the president of the United States didn't know that. They were spying on these people and leaking their names to the media. Here the media are pushing... The impeachment of the president, I'm calling them out for their coup efforts, which they admit they're involved in, but don't call it a coup. It gets worse and worse. The more we are learning the depths to which senior FBI officials, senior Justice Department officials and others try to reverse the course of history and reverse the course of your vote. This is a tremendous scandal. And when the historians write their history books, they're going to view it as one of the great scandals in American history. This is a silent coup. All right, now, when did this all start? It started here on March 2nd, 2017, behind this microphone, where I laid out, literally an hour before the program, in front of me, myself, what I consider these various exhibits. When you're a practicing lawyer, litigator, prosecutor, chief of staff to an attorney, that's what you do. You lay it out to see if there's a pattern, and there was a pattern. There was a pattern of leaks I knew it was coming out of the FBI and the intelligence agencies since I had worked as chief of staff to an attorney general. Who else would even know to make these leaks? And on that day, March 2nd, March 2nd, 2017, I laid it out for you. You Levinites here. Then I was invited to come on Fox and Friends March 5th, Sunday. Uh, With, among others, Pete Hedseth, who is a tremendous patriot. And Pete gave me the time to lay out as best I could what had taken place. And after you listen to this, you might recall the incredible pushback from the very media that were lying to us and the very media that were aiding and abetting the leakers in the greatest scandal of American history, in my view. So let's see how close I came. And remember, I was basing this on public leaks. I didn't have any inside information. But finally pulled it together when I realized they're trying to damage the president. But the real issue here isn't that they're trying to damage the president. They're leaking. In other words, it wasn't the information they were putting out where they were trying to damage the president. That was the story. The story was that they were putting it out, the information. Who was doing it? The Obama administration. Let's get started. Cut to go. Go.
2: On your Thursday evening radio broadcast, you laid out a devastating case about executive overreach of the Obama administration, which many believe metamorphosized itself to tweets that President Trump sent out on Saturday morning, accusing potential wiretapping in Trump Tower. Uh, We want to give you a case here this morning to lay out what you know, what you know about it, and the evidence you have for the potential executive overreach of the Obama administration.
0: Well, pleasure to be here. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is about the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? Now, let's stop there a second. Nobody prior to my pointing that out and pointing to a specific article or two had highlighted the fact that they went to the FISA court. In fact, after this came out, Brian Stelter had seen it and others said, prove it, prove it that they went to the files report, prove it and I said, Well, it's in the paper. But it wasn't so obvious. I had to dig it out. Anyway, go ahead. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates, and I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Head Street. Two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court — this is spying — in October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request, sources say, name Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm but the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern US persons. Now I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping, Well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit two, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is. uh, Quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party and his campaign, to some extent. The FISA court turned down the application, asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit three, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency's headline, FBI, five other agencies five other Obama administration agencies pro-possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided presidential-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said, the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and representatives of the Director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know it was Mark, going on in six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on, why, on how are hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, keep going. I'm not done. I need to make the case. Because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump Associates, January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations, aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks, but have found no exclusive ev- conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times. Another right wing outlet.
3: Four. Another right wing outlet. Let's yeah. continue.
0: <laughs> New York Times, again, NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. In the Obama administration's last days, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. (laughs) Exhibit 7, New York Times. Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador and so forth. How do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined <laughs> contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials in mm-hmm. Russia, listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. This has been going on for a year. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I was the first to pull all this together, not because I deserve a gold star. But because I started to read these things as I do my prep, and then I said, whoa, 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 let me do a search here. Then FISA kept popping up. The New York Times kept popping up. Washington Post kept popping up. Leaks kept popping up. And what was happening was the FBI and the intelligence agencies, perhaps DOJ as well as others, were leaking what they thought were attacks on Trump and his team uh, and trying to degrade him as he was coming into the presidency. And I said, that's not the story. The leaks are the story. The spying that's being confirmed by the leaks, that's the story. Did Barack Obama know about this? Well, what did I say three years ago? Let's take a listen and see if I was right when we return. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Lovin.
0: If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand and absolutely free of charge, Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to LevinforHillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Did Obama know what was going on? Well, Pete Hegseth and I had this discussion over three years ago. Cut three, go.
2: As you do on your yeah. radio program, you lay out a devastating case based on public documents, as you point out, and not right-wing uh, sources, but m- mainstream, left-stream sources. How confident are you that this, new, this investigation, which was on Russian, so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach, how confident Look, are you clear. they will find something there?
0: I don't know, but they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months. They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a, a horrible meeting that took place between sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you, part, apart from one or two articles. You know how I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If your attorney general and your FBI is going to the FISA court... Yep. To get a warrant to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign, how much you want to bet the president of the United States knew that? I don't want read to read his opinion. On that. My point is, ladies and gentlemen, if I pulled these articles, these stories out of the media, Obama and his press people clearly read them too, and that's the least of it. The idea that all this was going on against a campaign against. Donald Trump against his people, and the President of the United States didn't know about it, is a lie. And now it's getting closer and closer to Obama. We've done our bit. We've gone back and we've explained how this really broke in March and these documents uh, that have now become uh, available, thanks to Attorney General of the United States, Bill Barr, thanks to his uh, U.S. attorney uh, out of the Eastern District of Missouri. Mr. Jensen, and soon, I hope, thanks to a U.S. attorney out of Connecticut dorm, all of this and more uh, will be explained in exquisite detail through a grand jury and hopefully through indictments. This is the greatest scandal in American history. The Russians, of course, would love to influence our elections. They would have loved Hillary Clinton to be president of the United States. The communist Chinese despise Donald Trump because he stands up to them. They would love Joe Biden and his family to be in the White House. The Iranians would love Joe Biden to put their their deal back in place. And the North Koreans, of course, they view Obama and Biden as absolute saps in the right. But that's not the point. The greatest effort to interfere in this election in 2016 came from within the United States federal government, came within the FBI, within the CIA, within the Director of National Intelligence office, came in the coordination within the Obama administration. And so far, the only person who hasn't been questioned is Barack Obama. And the only other person who hasn't been questioned is Joe Biden. And I've tried to make this point for three years. And thanks to the release of this document, it's Obama's blue dress, as I said on Hannity on Fox on Thursday night. Obama knew more than the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, who was the acting Attorney General of the United States, Yates, Sally Yates. He knew more about the wiretapping and the information that they gleaned from Michael Flynn. The acting Attorney General of the United States, and by the way, the information that they got on these wiretaps of the Russian ambassador, there was no crime, there was nothing wrong whatsoever that took place with Michael Flynn, nothing, which is why the Attorney General killed this thing. There was no, no prerequisite or pretext or whatever you want to call it for conducting an investigation of Flynn at all. Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. In addition to the effort to destroy the Trump candidacy, the Trump presidency, the people around him, the impeachment was a complete fraud. Now we all knew this. But in addition, we have real hardcore evidence of this. The information that's been released, again, thanks to the acting director of national intelligence, Richard Grinnell, Ambassador Grinnell, who is a really solid, solid patriot. We now know that there's not a single witness called before the House Intelligence Committee in secret Not one who knew of any collusion between the Russians and the president or his campaign or his presidency. Not one. In fact, we know the opposite. We know that several of them lied to the public, either stating flat out that there was collusion or insinuating there was collusion but there was never any collusion. And when Adam Schiff went to the microphone and said to the American people time and again that he had evidence of collusion, that there was collusion, he was lying. And when the media reported it, the media were lying. The enemy of the people were lying. Now my question to you is, ladies and gentlemen, Is the House of Representatives not going to police itself? And the answer is no, it's not, because Nancy Pelosi is fascistic. She's also lost her marbles. Adam Schiff is her apparatchik. Adam Schiff is her lapdog. Adam Schiff did everything she wanted him to do. And Adam Schiff goes in front of the United States Senate in a Senate trial and tries to concoct a Ukrainian a Ukrainian blackmail of sorts to try and have the president removed. As you know, I coined this phrase, silent coup. I didn't actually coin it. It's the title of a book. But I recalled it way back when, and it's caught on. People say silent coup, they say soft coup, whatever it is. At the time I said silent coup, silent in the sense that it wasn't a military overthrow. You know, no weapons and so forth. A silent coup. But it's worse. It is a never-ending coup, and it's not silent anymore. No, I'm not saying military or violence or anything. But the intelligence agencies and the FBI, that's as close as it gets. All of these liars, all these scam artists. It is grotesque. What has been done to you? What has been done to your country? What has been done to your president? What has been done to your constitution? Trey Gowdy, who's getting better and better on TV, I I must confess, look, I wasn't a fan of his. I used to mock him, but the guy's growing on me. What can I tell you? I mean it in a manly way, of course. He went on television and he started pointing specifically to reporters who were lapdogs, were mouthpieces, propagandists for Adam Schiff. At Politico, at the New York Times, at the Washington Post, at CNN. There's almost too many to name. Kyle Cheney, he said, is an acolyte. Manu Raju from CNN, this we've known for a very long time. Says when it comes to the New York Times, fill in the blank. And I'll fill it in. Maggie Haberman and her ilk. Washington Post, Philly Bump and his ilk. And you can go on and on and on. These are left-wing Democrats dressed up as reporters. And they damn well know it. And they damn well know what they're trying to do to this country and this president. And we can see them. What is it? They hide in plain sight. You know that line? Remember this guy, Alexander Vindman? Oh, the colonel! And he had all his his medals and his... Oh, what medals? He had his ribbons on and so forth. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, as reported by Breitbart, admitted he made up elements of President Donald Trump's call with Ukrainian President Zelensky in an official summary. This moron, Farkas, who was a deputy assistant secretary of defense for areas including Russia. She admitted, under questioning, behind closed doors, the transcript indicates that she was a liar. Susan Rice said she had no information. Loretta Lynch said she had no information. Get this one. Clapper said he had no information. So where'd the information come from? Here's what I'm starting to think. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, get ready, left-wing. I'm thinking the Democrats were collaborating with the Russians, Mr. Producer, and beyond the dossier. And beyond the dossier. Who benefits from all this? Our enemies. The Russians, the Chinese, the Ukrainians, the North Koreans. Who benefits from all this? From this coup de, car, coup de the Democrats and our enemies, foreign enemies. Some starting to think it is they who are colluding, wittingly and unwittingly, with our enemies, trying to topple a duly elected president. And they're trying to do it while Russia's on the move, China's on the move, Iran's on the move, North Korea's on the move distracting our country it's like the uh Wuhan China virus don't call it the China virus oh okay the Wuhan China virus they trash the president they don't even talk about this guy Xi ever never why is that they kind of like the guy that's why and they're not going to talk about them. So name one person under oath, under oath, who pointed out and had evidence that Donald Trump or his campaign colluded with the Russians. There isn't one. So then what do we have here? We have an effort to set him up through the FBI, an effort to set him up through the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign, an effort to set them up through the FISA court to set him up to the Department of State. And John Kerry, the extent of what he did, isn't even known yet. And, of course, the media are more than happy. Now, Brian Stelter over there at uh, Helter Stelter, B.S. Stelter, over there at CNN, he's very upset that we're talking about Flynn in any of this. We should be talking about the coronavirus, he says. Uh, I take a back seat to nobody talking about the coronavirus. We talk about it, we should talk about it. We talk about the economy, we should talk about it. These are big issues. But so is a coup d'etat by one party, by one administration against another party a campaign and an incoming president. When you look at the history of the Democrat Party, of course there's some exceptions. But there's some really, really evil and diabolical things in the Democrat Party's resume, if you will, which are never discussed. The Democrat Party was the party of slavery. The Republican Party was established to abolish slavery. And so when you talk about fighting the Confederacy in the South and parts of the North, you're talking about fighting the Democrat Party. It was one and the same. After the Civil War, after the Civil War, elements of the Democrat Party went terrorist, guerrilla warfare, and they formed the Ku Klux Klan. This was an outgrowth of the Democrat Party, which still hangs around like a bad rash today, but it was very, very significant and violent and brutal for many decades. When you look at the court, when it was controlled by Democrats, when you look at the court, you have the Dred Scott decision that helped promote the Civil War, where the Democrats on the court, one in particular, Taney, of course, ruled that uh, slaves were property. In effect, you look at the Plessy versus Ferguson conditions, 1896, 30 years after the Civil War, separate but equal is equal, the great Supreme Court. You look at the Democrat Convention in New York City in 1924, called the Klan Bake, because of the number of Klansmen that were there. And the Democrats in the North had to make peace with the Democrats in the Klan if they wanted to get nominated and wanted to be president of the United States as Franklin Roosevelt did. But in nineteen twenty four, they couldn't even remove the anti they couldn't even include, excuse me, an anti lynching provision in the Democrat Party campaign statement. That's less than a hundred years ago. Less than a hundred years ago. And then, of course, the Democrat Party was the party of Jim Crow and the poll taxes and literacy tests and anything else they could think of to prevent blacks from voting. The civil rights movement didn't come out of the Democrat Party. It came out of the southern churches, the black churches. In poor neighborhoods. That's where the civil rights movement was born. The first civil rights legislation did not come from John Kennedy or LBJ. It came out of Dwight David Eisenhower's Oval Office. I mean, prior to the civil rights legislation after the Civil War, or subsequent to. First modern civil rights act was 1957. There was an act in 1960 and of course, we know about the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Civil Rights Act of 65, the Voting Rights Act. But the vast majority of Republicans voted for both, and a significant number of Democrats voted against both. And then they want you to believe that's because the South really became Republican. No, it didn't. That generation of the South was Democrat. A new generation developed in the South, which is mostly Republican and has never supported segregation. And the Democrat Party tries to clean all this up with socialism, and identity politics, and quotas, and open borders, and all the rest. It never really has embraced the civil society. It never really has embraced the Declaration and the Constitution whether it's part of the old Confederacy or whether as quote-unquote democratic socialists. It's never embraced the Constitution. It's never really embraced the Declaration. And you know, Abraham Lincoln, who did more to fight slavery and for the African American community than any leftist on TV, any leftist that's written books, any leftist in the 1619 Project, collectively, He was relentless in his promotion of the Declaration of Independence and relentless in his promotion of the Constitution. The very things the statist progressive left in this country despises, including the media. So for the most part, the Democrat Party has been a very evil force in this country. And I could even mention Franklin Roosevelt. You have Biden and others talking about Franklin Roosevelt. Well, we ought to talk about Franklin Roosevelt. They want to talk about Social Security, and they want to talk about. I want to talk about the internment of Japanese Americans and Americans of Japanese descent. I want to talk about his use of the IRS against his political opponents, about his use of the FBI against his political opponents, about him trying to censure the Holocaust. You really want to talk about Franklin Roosevelt? They want to be like Franklin Roosevelt? And by God, let's talk about Franklin Roosevelt. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? like chews. Depends what it is, right? Candy or whatever. I want to bring to your attention. If you haven't tried super soft chews, you're really missing out. Well, Mark, I don't want to chew beets. That's not what this is. If you haven't tried super soft chews, you're missing out. Super soft chews, not the powder in the water, soft chews. Combine non-GMO beets with a powerful new ingredient, grapeseed extract. Now, the grapeseed extract used in Super B Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Better blood pressure means more energy, the way nature intended, without the jittery caffeine or stimulants. And this stuff really takes good. Now, you can take just two delicious chews a day, anytime, anywhere to get your blood pressure support that you need and the energy you want. And as I say, they really taste great. So do what I did and support your heart health with delicious Super Beats Chews. Get your Super Beats Chews right now at levinsbeats.com That's plural. L-E-V-I-N-S-B-E-E-T-S.com. Super, Super Beats. And the chews are the best. That's Levin's. Beats.com, and when you buy two bags, they'll throw in the third for free. That's Levin's Beats.com. Give it a try. I really think you're going to like it a lot. We do, and a lot of other people do too. So here's the thing. You've got Nadler now and others who've written a letter trying to destroy the Attorney General of the United States. I want you to think about this for a minute. What do they have to fear? You've got somebody who effectively is a career U.S. attorney in Connecticut. You have somebody who's effectively a career U.S. attorney in the Eastern District of Missouri. These are men who've been through the federal investigative and prosecutorial ranks for decades. They didn't come out of the Trump campaign, they didn't come out of the RNC, they didn't, none of that. They're two hard nosed, honorable men. And they're bearing down. And it was Jensen, the U.S. attorney out of the Eastern District of Missouri, who apparently recommended to the Attorney General of the United States, we need to drop this case. This was a setup. There was no predicate to investigate Flynn. And then you hear these hosts on TV, but he lied, but he lied, but he lied. Not only didn't he lie, it should never have reached that point. But he pled guilty, he pled guilty. Really? Really? Well, let's see if one of your kids is set up what you would do about it, too. These media people, enemy of the people. The president is right. Did I say it? Enemy, 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 enemy. No, I'm wrong. Enema of the people. They're an enema of the people.
2: So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life LifeSurge Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance, growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Voyacich, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs. Soul Surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge Cincinnati on Saturday, August third. Tickets are on sale exclusively at Lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there. The Mark LeVin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811.
0: So here, here are the media. This is how it works. ABC News I have another one of these letters, you see, because they know if they put a petition or letter together and the leftists sign it, the media will, you know, promote it. Nearly two thousand former Justice Department officials have signed onto a letter calling for Attorney General William Barr to resign. Over what they describe as his improper intervention in the criminal case of former Trump national security Michael Flynn. Of course, he got the advice from Jensen, a U.S. attorney, career U.S. attorney, the Eastern District of Missouri, but that's beside the point. The letter, signed mostly by former career officials in the department, accuses of joining with Trump in, quote, political interference in the department's law enforcement decisions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I could have a million people sign a petition saying that Nancy Pelosi should resign and the media won't pay any attention to it. We could have hundreds, if not thousands of lawyers in this country defending Bill Barr and the media would not pay any attention to it. Now what this tells me is that we have 2,000 left-wing Democrats who used to serve in the Justice Department. A department of, what is it now, 80,000, 90,000 employees? So maybe it's time to slash the Department of Justice's budget and kick some of their asses into the private sector, such as it is these days. So that tells me justice is not blind. Justice is not blind. Lady Justice, Mr. Producer, is a Democrat stripper. That's what Lady Justice is. Stormy Daniels. But so this is news. This is, as you have, if you've read on Freedom of the Press, you know what this is. This is pseudo-event. This is non-news. It's created to be news. But it's not news in and of itself that these former Department of Justice liberal Democrats want Barr to resign. Isn't it amazing? You never got that when Holder was the attorney general, and he was arming drug cartels over the border in Mexico. That didn't bother them. Or when the Obama administration was using the IRS to try and put the Tea Party and Conservative groups out of business during the course of an election to help Obama. then You never got any letters like this. So this is all orchestrated. It's all BS, but ABC News loves it. And what, of course they would. One of their main guys is George Stephanopoulos. They don't even care about the appearance of that. They even care about the appearance of it. So now, this is, should should uh, should he resign? Now, of course, Adam Schiff. Many of us said he should resign. Adam, why should he resign? Well, because he lied two thousand times. Or Nancy fascist Pelosi in the way she runs the so-called House of Non Representatives. No, 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 she's good. Or how about Chuck Todd, the way he lied? On an NBC broadcast this Sunday. Why does anyone watch Meet the Depressed? Or on CBS News? The way they lied about what Secretary Pompeo said? Nobody going to resign there? No, of course not. So I want Bill Barr to understand that there are millions and millions of us who support his efforts to clean up the slop left by the prior administration. And something tells me he's not going to resign Anyway. Yeah, just a guess. It is weird, though. He doesn't come on any of my shows. Isn't that weird, Mr. Producer? He goes on CBS. He goes on NBC. He goes on this. He goes... Am I am I just too controversial for him? I don't know. And yet here I am, just calling him as I see him. I've known him socially off and on. But look, I don't beg people to come on. Either they come on or they don't come on. It's up to them. You know, I want to talk to you about an organization that's doing really important work for the college-age student community out there all across the country. And they're still there. Many of them are home, of course, but they're still being contacted, talked to, organized, challenged. And that's what Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA is all about. In only seven years, Charlie Kirk and his team at Turning Point... Have created a conservative grassroots force organizing and training students who have attended 2,000 colleges and adding more than one school every day. That's over a quarter of a million students, and they are in touch with them every day. And the left is still active, and they're still online teaching, and they're challenging them. Because Turning Point is making a real difference, virus or no virus, throughout the college community. They're playing offense, not defense. But, of course, they need your help to stay on offense. To learn more, go to markforturningpoint.com, markforturningpoint.com, or you can text, text MARK to the number 5345, excuse me, 53445. Text MARK to 53445. We need to ensure the next generation protects the principles we hold dear. Turning Point's work really does matter. And with a commitment of 50 bucks or more, Charlie will send you a signed copy of his latest book. It's a great book, New York Times bestseller, The MAGA Doctrine. Text Mark to 53445, and you'll receive a link when you give. Again, visit markforturningpoint.com now, or text Mark 53445. Help this wonderful group continue its important work. We can't do what they're doing individually or collectively. They're already there trying to do it. And working very hard at it and doing very well at it. So we should give them our support. I think that's the point. So, 2,000 former uh, Department of Justice officials have. uh, Who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. ABC News cares. This is how you create news. It's not news, it's appalling. Absolutely appalling. All right, we've got more audio here. I've been talking about this Chuck Todd thing, so let's take a listen. Here's Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Listen carefully, because he's a liar. Cut five, go.
2: Uh, you brought up Bill Barr. Peggy Noonan, I want you to listen to this Bill Barr answer to a question about what will history say about this. Wait till you hear this answer. Take a listen.
1: When history looks back.
0: All right, let's stop. He's already, wait do you hear this answer. Wait do you hear this answer. And of course, Peggy Noonan looks like she's falling asleep or staring at her fingernails. And of course, everybody always is at the edge of their chair wanting to know what Peggy Noonan has to say. In any event, go ahead.
1: Decision. How do you think it will be written? Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on, on <laughs> uh, who's writing the history.
2: I was struck, Peggy, by the cynicism of the answer. It's a correct answer, but he's the attorney general. He didn't make the case that he was upholding the rule of law. He was almost admitting that, yeah, this is a, this is a political job.
0: Actually, you're the political job and other jobs on top of that. You're the fraud. You're the moron. Very low IQ. And he edits out all of what Bill Barr had to say, because he had to. He's creating a narrative. Just like Adam Schiff lied and all the rest of them lied about Russia collusion when, in private, those who were under oath admitted they had no knowledge of Russia collusion. This is what actually took place. Cut six, go.
1: When history looks back on this decision, how do you think it will be written?
0: Well, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on... on (laughs) Uh, who's writing the history stop back. there now that's where chuck todd stopped and this is what he cut out go fair history would say it was a,
1: it was a good decision because it it upheld the rule of law it helped it it upheld the standards of the department of justice and it undid what was an injustice
0: wow i wonder why they cut that out ladies and gentlemen the president's right chuck todd should resign uh, but he won't. He'll get a promotion. And of course, NBC Meet the Depressed is a, is a fraudulent news operation. Then we have Scott Pelley in 60 Minutes yesterday. This is why I tell you, don't watch these shows on Sunday. Just watch my show. You don't need to watch these shows. They are, they're just going to upset you because they're so full of it. Scott Pelley, who's a bizarro to begin with on 60 Minutes yesterday, takes Mike Pompeo out of context regarding China man-made virus. Hat tip, right scoop, cut, seven, go.
4: As the U.S. led the world in illness and death, the White House moved the focus to the Chinese government. Now just stop there.
0: The White House moved the focus to the Chinese government. Shouldn't the focus be on the Chinese government? Isn't this what Xi unleashed on the world? Obviously, the United States... We lead the world in illness and death. So the White House moved the focus to the Chinese government. I don't know why China pays for these Confucius Institutes or pays for these... We've got them already. We've got people in our country who hate us, who hate our country, hate our president, hate our constitution, and our mouthpieces for the enemy. Never seen anything like this. They're like a gaggle of Tokyo Roses, or Tokyo Robs, or whatever you want to call them. Go ahead.
4: This began. Last Sunday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo attempted to resurrect a debunked theory that the virus was man-made in China.
1: But the best experts so far seem to think it was man-made. I have no reason to disbelieve that at this point. But he did have reason.
4: Days before, the director of national intelligence said there was wide scientific consensus the virus was not man-made.
3: Your office of the DNI says the consensus, the scientific consensus was not man-made or genetically modified.
4: That's right. I, I agree with that. The same day Pompeo tried to have
3: it both ways, President Trump repeated the theory of a Chinese lab accident.
0: All right, now let's hear the context of this. Ready?
1: Cut eight, go.
3: Do you believe it was man-made or genetically modified?
1: Look, the best experts so far seem to think it was man-made. I have no reason to disbelieve that at this point.
3: Uh, uh, Your your office of the DNI says the consensus, the scientific consensus was not man-made or genetically modified.
1: That's right. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, I've I've seen their analysis. I've seen the summary that you saw that was released publicly. I have no reason to doubt that that is accurate at this point.
3: Okay, so just to be clear, you do not think it was man-made or genetically modified?
1: I've seen what the Intelligence Committee has said. I have no reason to believe that they've got it wrong.
0: Wow. And Scott Pelley didn't play all that. It's right there. Why didn't he play all that? So now in one, one day, a Sunday, Mother's Day, you had a couple mothers here, you know, not biological mothers, just mothers. And Chuck Todd and Scott Pelley, who lied through their teeth through the magic of editing video. 60 minutes and meet the press. I remember when these were big time shows. Now you have little people running little shows. I also remember when lying like this, editing video was a career killer for a journalist. But now it's not. So whereas old school, Chuck Todd would be thrown out on his ass, selling cigarettes on a corner, and Scott Pelley would be thrown out on his ass, offering pens to passerbys, wearing a raincoat, that, none of that happens now. It's like it never, now NBC did put out a statement, said they were wrong and blah, blah. That, that's, you were wrong. This was an affirmative step. This was, may I say, an affirmative action in which you specifically lied. And maybe Chuck, Mr. Bridget, I haven't heard an apology from Chuck Todd, have you? Chuck Todd, little man, real P.O.S., Real pos this Chuck cut. a real pos. You know what a pos is, Mister Producer? You know what a pos is? Well, I just gave it the name pos. Pos. Uh, and uh, good job there by Scott Pelley. Wasn't he like? Uh, didn't he get like the big nightly news thing? But he was too. He's got one of the. He's got like lockjaw, like this, like Dan Rather used to, you know? How, how I talk like this? Anyway, I'll be right back.
1: Mark love
0: All over the world, our enemies are on the move. And in our own country, same thing. Things are tough. Between rising prices, election issues, a $34 trillion debt. But folks, there is good news. If you're smart, you can use these problems to your advantage. By making the right choices right now, you can keep your retirement money safe and even make more money in this climate. That's where Advantage Gold comes in. They're experts in helping Americans protect their savings with gold and silver. It's called diversification. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. They'll send you a free 2024 gold and silver kit that tells you how to keep your money safe when things are bad. Tell them I sent you and you may qualify for a special Mark Levin discount worth up to $1,300. Call Advantage Gold at 800 908 800 908 See if you qualify for that special discount worth up to $1,300 That's 800 908 Performance may vary past performance. It's not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professionals. I have an idea America Too bad I can't enforce it All you liberals out there Who don't want to open up the economy You should stop eating Stop drinking bottled water Turn off your air conditioning Or if you're cold Turn off your heaters Stop drinking clean water and go off the grid. I mean, if you're really serious about this, if you don't think we should open the economy, then why are you benefiting from the parts of the economy that are open? You see my point, Mr. Producer? Even the people that work for your different news platforms and newsrooms, they're working. Why should the people who who make the internet work, or make computers work, or anything of the sort, why should they be working? So if you liberals really were true... True to your propaganda, your disgusting, putrid lies, if you were really true to it, rather than using it to attack the president, the deaths to attack the president, the illnesses to attack the president. And I don't mean the president of China, Xi, I mean our president. You don't see Jake Tapper living the life of somebody who really believes the economy should be shut down. He still puts his money in a bank where people are working. I bet he still has maids. He stole his food for his family. Where the hell does he think it comes from? He stole electricity. He still puts makeup on that, that face of his. Where does he think that comes from? If they're serious about shutting down the economy, ladies and gentlemen, they say to the president, you're not wearing a mask. Everyone should wear a mask. Really? Well, my answer to them is, well, you want the economy shut down? What the hell are you doing here? Go live off the grid. Get out of here. And by the way, don't drive to your location. Walk with the rest of your family. If they really believe that people shouldn't be working because it's too dangerous, then why do they live off the backs of other people who are actually working? Where do they think their meat and their fowl and their fish and their vegetables and their fruit comes from? How do they think it gets to the grocery store? Who do they think's working at the grocery store? I want to explore this further in the next hour just to point out what hypocrites they are, and that should be the answer the president and everyone else gives to these bastards. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time in your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand, and absolutely free of charge. Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can too with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story and Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. And where do these blue state governors get their food from and their clothing from? And how are their governor's mansions heated or cooled depending on the time The time of the year. Quite serious about this, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: Three eight one one. There's a big special election in California tomorrow, and the Republican is a conservative who has a really good shot at taking the seat if Republicans turn out and actually vote. Mike Garcia is the candidate. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing great, Mark. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. It's the 25th district in California. Tell everybody the uh, the areas that encompasses and the towns.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's a northern L.A. county, so this is uh, Santa Clarita and the Antelope Valley, as well as uh, the Simi Valley, uh, so it covers a little bit of Ventura County. So traditionally a pretty conservative district. This was where uh, Buck McKeon served for more than 20 years, and unfortunately we had the the notoriety of being represented by Katie Hill last year until uh, her unforced heirs uh, forced her to resign. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that's what we're known for right now, unfortunately.
0: Well, uh, is the Reagan Library in your district or near your district?
3: It's just outside the district, uh, just on the other side of the district lines here, but uh, very close by. and We're in the shadows of the Reagan Library, of course.
0: Tell us uh, how this is shaping up. It's a big vote tomorrow. I mean, you got all this early voting. You have all this this potential cheating that goes on in California, too. So you really have to get a big vote out. To, uh, you know, to account for that. So, tell everybody, how yep. is this shaping up and what are the big issues?
3: Yeah, a lot of big variables here. Uh, so, uh, first of all, all 425,000 folks in the district were mailed a ballot with a self addressed stamped envelope. So, it, it's, it's sort of unprecedented uh, access to the voting.
0: Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why did that happen?
3: Well, it was in response to the COVID nineteen, uh, you know, the stay at home orders, but uh this is this is a precursor and a and a harbinger of things to come here at California nationwide in November, uh potentially. So th- this is the this has been the long standing request, uh uh, here in our state, and uh, they did they did execute it, and uh, four hundred and twenty thousand ballots went out uh, in support of the special.
0: Now, before you go, how do you make sure the people who are using those ballots are the people who are supposed to use those
3: ballots? I don't know how you do it. There's obviously chain of custody issues along with that as well. Um, you know, so so they they did they did cleanse the the registration rolls here in the last year in California. about one point six million dead voters and people who had moved had had been. Uh, sort of filtered off of this list and before this election so but you know people are dying and moving on a daily basis and there's already reports of folks getting duplicates uh so it, it's a challenge obviously and this is this is one of the the inherent uh, uh elements of of the vote by mail but so far we're seeing about 120,000 ballots returned we do have a we being the republican party has about a 10 11,000 vote advantage in the return so uh, you know we're 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 actually in the lead with a with a decent margin here heading into the last 24 hours. So we're not being complacent. We're not getting comfortable with that, but uh, we we are relatively bullish here, and, and uh, we're we're hoping that the final uh, turnout tomorrow is very solid in our favor as well. And I think it will be.
0: Tell us a little bit about your background.
3: Yeah, I was a uh, you know a resident of this district uh, since uh, the early 1980s. Uh, born and raised in Southern California. Ended up. Uh, going to Annapolis, the U.S. Naval Academy, graduating towards the top of my class there, and uh, ended up going to Georgetown University for a master's program in national security studies after Annapolis, uh, and really had the opportunity to fulfill a dream. You know, as a kid, I wanted to fly jets off aircraft carriers, and, uh, lo and behold, uh, with a little, little hard work and diligence, I, I had the opportunity to serve in the Navy flying uh, Super Hornets, uh, F-18s, off of uh, the USS Nimitz for the most part, and had the honor to, to, to lead and serve in Operation Iraqi Freedom in the first seven months of the war there in 2003. So absolutely best job in the world, experience of a lifetime. And uh, came off of active duty in 2009 and moved back to the district here in SoCal. And I've been at a large aerospace firm for the last 11 years, so uh, beautiful family, wife, and two young boys. And, you know, it just got to the point after watching that 2018 election that I, I wasn't comfortable sitting on the sidelines and watching what was happening in California uh, and then really starting to see that creep into the, the national level with some of these folks who were elected in 2018, between Katie Hill, AOC, and, and a few other members of the freshman class, and Pelosi, and uh, decided to uh, no longer sit in the sidelines and observe it and actually do something about it.
0: What do you what do you make of what China did here? Let's just hit a few issues with this virus and now the effect on the whole country.
3: Yeah. Well, China's been a, a threat in several domains. I think it's kind of uh, not been getting the attention that it's needed, obviously, and, and, and this has brought us to our knees. Uh, the investigation's going to move forward. Uh, you know, obviously, Leader McCarthy's talking about the, the task force to investigate it, uh, and hopefully I'm, I'm a part of that and, and over the course of the next several months if I'm elected tomorrow. Uh, but this is something that, you know, uh, a few of us have been aware of. You know, China is not a near-peer threat. Uh, China is absolutely a peer threat. In, in several domains, not just, not just in this regard, but uh, we have become too reliant on them in some cases. Uh, the pharmaceutical and food pieces of this have, have, have been manifested, but uh, we still are very vulnerable to that country. And uh, we need to bring, obviously, a lot of that work back here and, and become less dependent, uh, and also seek second-source suppliers in a, in a lot of these areas. And, and uh, hopefully, if there is a silver lining to any of this, it's, a, it's the realization of just how vulnerable we are to China
0: seems like uh, Democrats, perhaps even your opponent, are busy attacking the president, not really focused on Xi over there in China. Is that what's happening with your opponent?
3: Yeah, I, you know that—that's exactly what it is. She—she uh, she was caught actually on on video. My opponent uh, mocking me for my military service uh, on a on a Zoom call that uh, she thought was uh, no one was paying attention, but uh that's now public domain so you know really tone deaf uh you know going after not only the president but also someone who served their country in a district that's uh got a lot of aerospace and defense here as well so um and and it's really putting a bright light on what these folks are doing they're not doing things for the right reasons they're not doing it in the interest of survival or helping our nation get through this it's it's about party politics for them and uh, frankly, that's, that's why I, we will be successful tomorrow night. And, and, you know, this will be the first Republican uh, congressional seat clawed back in the state of California since 1998. And it's because folks are waking up, they're seeing the, the difference between leadership and, and professional politicians, and they're tired of the old game, they're tired of the party politics, and they just want to be able to continue to afford to live in California, especially, and uh, uh, they're paying attention this time.
0: But it's very important, Mike Garcia, that people turn out and vote or it won't turn out the right way. And that's the crucial thing here with these uh, special elections or off year elections. People just say, ah, it'll be OK. Tell people why that's not the case.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you, when when people don't uh, pay attention, they don't show up, we end up with uh, folks like Katie Hill and AOC. And, and you know, those, those are the reasons why they're there. People weren't paying attention and taking it seriously. I'm proud of my team. We've come a long way. We've got great voter turnout in support of us so far, uh, but we we can't take anything for granted, especially not in California, and we've got to keep the the throttle wide open here until the finish line. So uh, very important that folks vote. There's opportunities to vote in person, and, and again, everyone has a mail-in ballot. So if you're in the 25th district, please fill out that ballot, vote for Mike Garcia, and let's close this deal and make a statement that will be heard around the country.
0: And remind us again, the major towns in your district.
3: Yeah, so it's uh, the Antelope Valley, Palmdale, Lancaster, uh, the Santa Clarita Valley, as well as Simi Valley. So uh, northern LA County and eastern Ventura County, uh, uh, right in, the, right in the, uh, the, the heart of the envelope for us.
0: And if people want to look at a website for any information and so forth, where do they go?
3: Yeah, thanks, Mark. It's uh, elect Mike Garcia. Dot com. uh That's com. For folks in the district, there's uh, resources to find the nearest voting center and how you can vote. Uh, and if anyone would like to support, we're obviously uh, running in this race, but we also have to run again in November for the following two years. So uh, this is quite the marathon for us. So, you know, any help out there uh, is, is much appreciated. Uh, looking forward to the big win tomorrow and uh, the, the bigger win in November as well. And, and hopefully, this will be the first uh, step back to uh, us getting the House back in 2020 and getting the president reelected as well.
0: Let's go ahead and post that, Mr. Producer. Um, and as for your opponent, what is her name?
3: Christy Smith.
0: And what has she done?
3: Well, she's our local uh, elected assembly member in Sacramento, so uh, what she has done is effectively raised our taxes, uh, roughly $3 billion uh, of, uh, of her fingerprints on tax increases. She's passed a bill that's uh, killed the independent contractors and the small businesses, uh, and before that, she was a, a policy uh, uh, person at the Department of Education, so uh, she's never really had to uh, be accountable for the payroll or run a business or or understand the implications. So
0: just another uh, Pelosi flunky is what it sounds like to me.
3: Basically. And she's tucked herself up underneath her wing already, even during this candidacy. And uh, um, she's a flawed candidate, not popular here in California. And, uh, you know, we need to to hold her accountable.
0: All right, Levinites, that's the 25th district in California. Big special election. Mike Garcia, I want to endorse you, Mike Garcia, and wish you all the best. And we'll see how it goes tomorrow. If you have those voting ballots, vote them. If you don't show up, we need to uh, send a message both in this district and throughout the country. Mike Garcia, I wish you all the best, sir.
3: Excellent. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Good luck and God bless. And there's a, there's a man who served his country in a very serious way. <laughs> Can you imagine flying a, a, a jet off an aircraft carrier? It's even harder to land them on the damn aircraft carrier. I mean, these things are going fast, even when they're slowing down. I mean, uh, there's, uh, there's a good guy. So the people in this district, the 25th of California people, what can we do? What can we do? You can do this. It's going to send a message if he wins. It's going to send a message if he loses. Now, unfortunately, I don't have any voting areas that I'm living in, So, but you do out there in the 25th in California. If you're not sure where it is, go to Mark Levin Show Facebook, Mark Levin Show Twitter, and we are posting his link so you can find out yourselves. And again, if you live in this district and you hear me there, I know you do. KRLA country among other stations and satellite and on the apps and all the rest, please if you have one of these ballots at your house, use it. If you don't, go out tomorrow and vote. I mean, what are you going to do in California? You're not allowed to do anything else, right? So you might as well vote. I'll be right back. Mark in. Now today is May 11th, it's a big day in our household, you know why Mr. Producer? That's right, that's when my son Chase was born, May 11th, 1991, and I'm very proud of him, he's a wonderful young man, and many of you know him from the Levin TV Facebook site, where he leads the social media over there, but he's just a wonderful delight And we're very, very proud of him. And happy birthday. We love you very, very much, my son. We love all our kids. Oh, yes. All right. I had something in mind. Oh, here it is. From time to time, I do this just to show you what's going on, because most of you don't know these sites, and smartly so. I've told you about Dan Abrams. He is a legal analyst for ABC News, so they call themselves. And at the same time, he fancies himself a bit of an entrepreneur. So he has different websites. He's involved in some shows on TV with the cops. But that is to give him some kind of patina of uh, patriotism and substance. Because otherwise, he's just another liberal loser. And here I'm talking about his founding of this site called Mediaite. 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 Let me go through some of the headlines. Trump storms out a briefing after bizarre exchange about China with CBS's Weijia Zhang, skirmish with CNN's Caitlin Collins. I saw that. And these two women are really, really schmoes. May I move on? I think I will. We have prevailed on testing, quote unquote. Trump claims victory while repeatedly dodging questions on White House double standard about tests for all. What about all the dead people Jake Tapper delivers a stinging rebuke of Trump pushing for reopening? Meanwhile, who's feeding your fat face, Tapper? I guess the part of the economy that's open. Let's continue. 60 Minutes airs devastating report on disinformation campaign hampering virus response. Trump responds. Peter Navarro threatens economic retaliation against China for coronavirus. A bill has to come up. Jezebel draws fire for publishing article hoping Stephen Miller dies of COVID-19. Impatient Brian Killed Me calls out governors extending lockdown measures. Get out and do the hard work. Happens to be dead right. Fox and Friends scores Big Friday ratings. Okay. Steve Schmidt this is some fat slob who used to work for McCain. Condemns Trump for delusion and happy talk during White House pandemic briefing overmatched by events from beginning to end. Stelter rips Trump over briefing clash. Racist to look at an Asian-American White House correspondent and say, ask China. Excuse me? He didn't look at an Asian-American and say, ask China. She asked about all the deaths that are occurring in the, country, in the world, pointing to... Uh, You know, you're competing country with country. Why are you competing with these countries? Look at all the death that's going. He said, why don't you ask China that question? Oh, you must be a racist. Did you bring up the word China? Yes. To an Asian American? Uh, Yes. Wow, that proves it. And it goes on. This is a website called Mediaite that is founded by a, a, a legal analyst. At ABC News. How do you get away with it? I don't know. But he's a news guy, don't you know? Let's see what the liberal drudge report has to do here. NIH chief sees likely need for multiple vaccines. Fed paper says companies may automate more jobs. Trump, we have met the moment and we have prevailed. I, you know, I saw this press conference and what the, the way that they're lying about what he says is the same thing they did to Barr. It's the same thing they do to Pompeo. It's sickening. Storms out of briefing after bizarre exchange. He didn't storm out of the briefing. He had enough. He turned around, stormed out of the briefing. How come they never talk about Nancy Pelosi that way? A bizarre response to report. She stormed out of the briefing. You never hear that. Man, oh, Manischewitz. I'll be right back. it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest growing radio show
2: in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at
1: 877-381-3811. You
0: know, one of my favorite shows on TV, it's been for years actually, is this show Pawn Stars on the History Channel. And uh, Rick Harrison and I have become good friends. He is a brilliant fellow. He knows history left and right, and he is an entrepreneur. Rick Harrison, how are you, my friend?
4: Um, mixed. Not happy. I mean, Tell everybody why. I know I, I'm going crazy. I mean, like, we have these governors. I mean, like, the, like the governor of Nevada. We have there, there's no clarity whatsoever, none. I have, uh, like, I have multiple businesses. I like I have one uh, business that's in a shopping center on the Strip um, in the Venetian. I have no idea when it's going to open. I have a bar that I have no idea what it's going to open. I have a restaurant that has, uh, they're saying, we have to do social distancing and you can only have 50% capacity and run it that way. Well, if you know anybody that owns a restaurant, if on the weekends and your busy nights, you're at 50% capacity, you're out of business.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: There's, there's no way to make money. Uh, my pawn shop, um, I still don't have clarity on. Um, it's just... These governors are coming. They're drunk with power. That's the only thing I can think of. And um, they closed everything down. They told us one month. Now we're going on two months, and they've had they closed us down with no plan. And now um, I just don't know. I mean, they they you know when they closed us down, they told us it was to flatten the curve on infections. We don't want the hospitals overloaded. Well, the hospitals are laying people off. The hospitals are not getting overloaded. But they still insist on all this. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, then they're going to say, look at this. Tax revenue is not coming in. And so now your governor has joined the other reprobates out there on the west, in the West. And they've said, you know how much they're asking you for, Rick? One trillion dollars. Uh,
4: yes. And uh, obviously, not only do they not know about business, they don't know about economics. I mean the amount of money we're printing right now will turn us into Venezuela.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
4: I mean the uh, you know the economic definition of inflation is not prices going up; it's an inflation of the monetary supply. You start mm-hmm. printing money like this, it will cause inflation, and it's the worst hidden tax on people at, around the world. It is the worst tax you can have: is inflation,
0: because it destroys it, it, the currency, right?
4: Well, it destroys the currency. It destroys your buying power. It destroys your savings. I mean, there's a, re- you, know, uh, you know, that hidden tax has been with us forever. I mean, 1920, prices were right around 3% of what they are now. You know, so basically, you've lost 97% of it, and this is going to cause inflation. I mean, it, there's, and, I mean it, what they're doing to small businesses is horrific. I mean, and the, this whole choosing the winners and the losers. I mean, if you have a small store that sells mattresses, well, you're closed, but you can go to Costco and buy a mattress. If you have a store that sells clothes, you can't sell clothes, but you can go to Costco. I mean, you go to Costco, Target, Walmart, you can buy clothes, and it just goes on and on. If you sell appliances, you have to be closed, but you can go to a hardware. You can go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy buy appliances. I mean, it's just, it's not I mean, Walmart is packed, but you can't go to church.
0: You know, Rick, what what is amazing to me is number one. Where the hell do they get all this power from? And number two, they talk about the genius of the American people. Aren't we genius enough to know how to survive? If we need to wear a mask, if we need to wear gloves, if we need to be apart from other people, give us the information. The worst of this is over, even though I know they want to keep panicking us. They want us to still be in fear. And that's how they get so many people to just follow their desires.
4: I, you know, we're the American people. We, uh, we have freedom of choice. I think most uh, Americans are intelligent, and like like my brother's diabetic and has issues. He's saying, you yeah, know, I'm staying at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, um, but to force everybody, you know, basically the government came coming along and saying, all of you people are out there stupid, and we're the brilliant ones, um, and you're going to do what we say. And the Constitution doesn't matter right now because we know better. Well. It does matter. And, you know, Benjamin Franklin said, um, if you give up essential liberty for a little security, you deserve neither. Mm -hmm. I mean, because once they take away a right, it's really, really hard to get it back.
0: And and really, Rick Harrison, how smart are these governors? Look at New York. And by the way, California for a good period there, too. Taking people who tested coronavirus positive and putting them in nursing homes. Is that as stupid as it gets?
4: I mean, no, these people are these people are crazy. They have, um, you know, I know a person that works in the COVID unit at a hospital in Las Vegas. And she is telling me that, like, first person that passed away in Vegas was 525 pounds. The people Whoa. passing away, um, the majority of the people that were passing away in, in Vegas, in the entire state of Nevada, only three people, 300 people have died from it. And he These shut down the whole state? Health issue, and they shut down a whole state. I mean... And Nevada has the worst of it all. We have like right around thirty percent unemployment. God. They laid off three hundred thousand people in one week when they closed all the casinos.
0: The casinos, yep.
4: I mean, and it's just not the casinos, it's the um it's the linen companies that supply them, it's the uh, wholesale food companies that supply them, all the suppliers for all those casinos. I mean, my business, my pawn shop, I mean I get two to three thousand tourists a day. I don't get have any now. Mm hmm. Um And they're sitting around saying, well, you know, giving no clarity whatsoever because they have no idea what they're doing.
0: And, you know, the president is attacked because he says we need to open up the country. I mean, we're at 15, almost 15 percent unemployment could go to 25, 25 percent businesses that go out of business. They don't just open up two months later. You've got the media pushing this agenda. The media, most of these people have never run a business, let alone worked at a business. It's, you've got this Washington, New York corridor that is pushing their yeah. agenda and these left-wing Democrat governors, for the most part.
4: You have, yeah, you have people who don't think they're going to lose their job. You, know, you have these people that work in the media. You have government officials that you know, no matter what, they're going to get paid. They have no understanding. Read a history book about the Great Depression. Because once you start slipping down that slope of the massive unemployment, and business is closing. It's really hard to get out, especially if it's a, if you've fallen off a cliff. And that's what we're about to do.
0: And how I just assume most of these media people figure they're going to be fine. They're going to make all this money. Uh, they'll always have food on their table, energy, uh, whether it's heat or cooling, whatever they need. They're, they'll be able to fill up their car. Their lives, other than having to stay relatively at home, but their lives are mostly unaffected. Other than the social aspects, they're not losing anything.
4: I know, and um, if they were smart, they would realize that this is soon going to be real. Advertising revenues for the networks has just fallen off the cliff also. I mean, car companies have dropped all of their advertising. There's not one chain of restaurants that are advertising. Um, advertising rates on all the networks has gone down right now. And um, if they think they're safe in their job and want to keep on, you know, they're not. And uh, – there's just so many things that are just violating rights left and right. Like in Nevada, um, for the primary, for the primaries coming up, they just mailed out ballots.
0: Oh no, there too? too.
4: Yeah. I mean, and they sit around and you're a conspiracy theorist. If you say there's going to be, uh, there's going to be fraud. Well, I know for a fact it happens because in 2008, when I went to vote, they told me I already mailed in a ballot. I'm just sitting there going, no, I didn't. Oh, and, uh, this is what they told me. I love to tell the story. I'm going, I never mailed in a ballot. And the guy goes, Well, it happens all the time. Just sign this piece of paper and we'll give you a ballot.
0: Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I mean, and. but And by the way, in my state of Virginia, a judge just ruled that you cannot require uh, identification for a mailed in ballot, for, for a mail in ballot.
4: Because this has happened, this has been happened so many times, it's been documented, that people go out and harvest them. They just start going to mailboxes and grabbing as many as they can, they fill them out and send them in. It is the easiest way for, for voter fraud. And there's no law saying the governor of Nevada could do this. No. He just did it. Because they claim emergency powers. Um, yeah, they just and claim them. Uh, He's claiming emergency emergency powers does not mean you can violate uh, the state constitution or the federal constitution. It doesn't mean you can just start, just violate laws that have nothing to do with the emergency.
0: Isn't that the reason the federal bill of rights exists to protect us from your governor?
4: Um, yes. And then you have um, our legal system is slow so they can continue mm-hmm. to do this because it'll take if, if we're lucky months to get it to any high court to get a, and by then, it's all going to be over with, and everything, um, in my opinion, is going to be destroyed if something isn't done soon. You know, we are responsible. The people of this country are responsible adults. Let you know, people who don't want to go out, don't go out. I mean, my mother, you know, my mother and my brother—they both have health issues. They're staying at home. They're being smart about it. Mm-hmm. But don't don't tell me how to think, and don't tell me now how to act. I I'm a healthy guy, and. Um, if I want to take a risk, I'm allowed to take a risk. I can ride a motorcycle if I want to.
0: Right. And you know what? This happens every day. I mean, it's what you eat. You feed a lot of fried foods. I can go on and on and on. And then they, and then they mock you. Well, it's not the same thing, you know. Well, actually, in many ways, it is the same thing. Um, you know.
4: Yes, I mean. You take a it, risk. It, 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 I mean, like, the, government, the governor of Nevada is not my mommy. And mm-hmm. um, I just... I mean, I've held my tongue a little bit on this, but I just decided I – i that's why um, I got a hold of you on Friday. I said I just – I got to blow up about this. I am scheming over this. It is – I mean, three months ago, if you asked – if someone told me, well, if this thing gets bad, they're not even going to allow people to uh, go to church. They're not going to people – you know, freedom of assembly is going to be taken away. like, I would have told you that would never happen in this country.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And yet here we are. And my concern, Rick Harrison, is these guys are getting used to this power, and they don't want to give it up so easily, do they?
4: Ah, uh, no, they don't. And um, you know, and with our press, they're making it impossible for anyone good to ever want to run. Mm-hmm. You know, they. You know, if you're if you're conservative and you run for office nowadays, the press will just crucify you, destroy your family and everything else, and it's keeping all the good people away.
0: Hmm. Well, listen. Uh, you've built these businesses over a period of many decades and many years, and now they're under great threat from your governor. Your governor is going to shut down your businesses,
4: or has. Well, I mean, and there's so many, so many more insane things like this. This PPP program from the federal government—they spent trillions on. Well, that is 75 um, percent of that can be used. Uh, the majority of that can be used for payroll for employees. Um, and that part of the debt will be forgiven, but it's you can only you have to do that within eight weeks after you got the loan. Well, I got my loan; I got this in April for several of the businesses, but I'm not going to be able to write any of those loans off because I can't pay anybody. I can't employ people.
0: In other case, words, you have to make to money to write off to 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 have deductions.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can't. This this whole um, paycheck pay paycheck protection program. Part of you know that it was designed that the majority of it could be uh, that debt could be forgiven if you used it for payroll. But I can't hire nobody, so I can't forgive the debt. So I just have no. a you know, so I'm basically just probably going to have to give most of it back.
0: Yeah, that's right because it has to, the
4: economy. Any, anyway.
0: it has to be used, and a lot of the people don't want to come back. Some the, we're getting reports now because some of them get more generous money, more generous payments by not working. I have a friend of mine who is a small business. And, you know, his bank is Bank of America. And he goes to Bank of America and he says, here's, you know, the SBA and all the rest of it. And they gave him some tiny little fraction of money. You know, they've been giving a lot of money to these big chains and everything. And uh, they said, take it or leave it. And he took it. But he said... They're doing this to keep statistics, so they can say, "Look at all, look at the percentage of the money we're giving the small businesses versus these big chains." Are you hearing about this too?
4: Um, I hear like uh, like some of the really big banks they don't want to give out any small loans; they want to give out the huge loans because um, every one of these loans they give out, um, they get um, initiation fee or. Um, they get a they get a percentage of the of the loan, at, you know, to do the paperwork and everything. Bigger loans, bigger money. So they don't even want to mess with the smaller people. They're concentrating on all the big loans. The big banks are. Exactly. Fortunately, I went through a small. I deal with a small local bank. Um, the big banks, I can't stand. They drive me nuts. Um, but no, I mean it's just. I mean, I, I uh, you know, I'm up, you know, I live up in the Oregon part of the year, right? And this little small town here, I'm talking to a guy uh, on the coast of Oregon here. As a bar? At least he had one. He's not opening back up. He says, there's just no way I, you know, I'm two months behind on my rent now. I am broke. I have no, you know, I haven't been able to pay my suppliers. I haven't been able to do anything. I'm just closing the doors. And, and I've heard multiple that, stories. That exactly. Are just, there's no, they're so far in a hole, they can't open back up. And the longer this goes on, and when you have, the social distancing and cutting... Uh...
0: Rick, i got to go just because of heartbreak, but notice how few media cover actually what you're talking about. Go to these towns, go to these small businesses, cover them, see what they're doing. It doesn't happen. Rick, I want really want to thank you for coming on and expressing what are uh, absolutely uh, important views, and uh, be well, my friend. We'll be right back. There is an excellent editorial that just came out in the New York Post about an hour ago, following the first hour of this program, and the headline is, it looks like President Obama ordered up phony Russiagate scandal. This is a great piece. We'll get into it more tomorrow because we're running out of time. This is a show where I wish we would go on a few more hours, but it doesn't work that way. Folks, I want you to understand that when I brought this up three years ago, over three years ago. I had virtually no support in the conservative media. Breitbart was very good. A few local hosts were very good. One national host was... That is it. And it was very strange to me that I came under a brutal attack by pulling together and showing a pattern of leaks out of the Obama administration in the media. And just by pulling them together, showing the pattern and showing the leaks that revealed to me and then I revealed to you spying on the Trump campaign, spying on Trump by the Obama administration. It was brutal, the attacks that came as a result of that. I am convinced now, as I said on Thursday and as I said three years ago, that Barack Obama did in fact have his hand in this. And we'll discuss this more tomorrow as well. Very, very important. And I want to salute all you heroes out there. Thank you. And I want to include the flight attendants and the pilots and the people at the airports, as well as all the people who are feeding us and helping us and bringing us whatever we need. Doctors, nurses, God bless you all. See you tomorrow.
3: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.